Lord, we ask that you would speak in ways that we can hear you today. If there are things that are weighing on us or distracting us, Lord, please come and give us grace to commit them to you, that we may be attentive to your word. For we ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. So if someone were to come up to you and say, what is Jesus like, what would you say? Anybody at all? He was a radical. I like that. Yeah. Pardon? He was forgiving? I should get uh, my hears checked before I do this kind of thing. Yeah, Colin? Nice. He's our brother. Love it. Yeah. Anybody else? Compassionate? Loving? Steady. Trustworthy. All good things. All good things. I was reading a book uh, a while ago called uh, An Unhurried Life uh, by a guy named Alan Fadling. It's a beautiful book. And in that book, he describes Jesus as being relaxed. I'm like, oh, there's something good there, right? Jesus is relaxed. He's, uh, he's not stressed out. He's not insecure. He's at peace. He's at ease. Not lazy, but in control. Today is Christ the King Sunday. And this is something, it's hard for us to really wrap our minds around Jesus as king because you look at, you know, the very best monarchs in the world today, you know, Elizabeth, she's my friend, uh, and she's, her power is balanced in a democratic system. So she can't just do anything she wants, right? She's got to balance her authority with the will of the people in a, in a kind of a dance that's, that's a healthy thing but it's not the kind of king that we think God is, right? And then if you want to look at like more absolute authority in a leader, you've got to look at a dictator. But if you look at a dictator, they do atrocious things. But why would they need to do atrocious things? Because they're insecure. They've got to protect their power. And they want to expand their authority. They've got to do inhuman things all the time. But Jesus is not like that. He's relaxed. He's secure in his power. And and he's just at ease with what's going on around him. And in order for us to really appreciate the nature of his reign, we need to look at the story of Jesus and how he conducts himself. And that's what we're going uh, to do today by looking at this passage from John. So several years ago, I was driving out of St. John and I was trying to get through an intersection and up onto an on-ramp to get on the highway. And there was construction going on to the right of me. So as I came up to the stop sign, there was one of the flag flaggers there, and he had his slow sign up, and he did this. Come on, keep moving. So I said, all right. So I ignored the stop sign, went through the intersection, and up onto the on-ramp for the highway looked in my rearview mirror, and there were red and blue lights flashing. I said, ooh, better get out of the way for the police officer going to go. And he came in right behind me. 
And I was like, what did I do? So I rolled down the window. He's like, license and registration, please. Proof of insurance, all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, here you go. He goes, do you uh, know why I pulled you over today? I'm like, I have no idea. He goes, you have no idea. I said, yeah. He goes, what about that stop sign you blew through? What about that idea? And I said, well, the flagger, he told me to go. And then I said, what should I have done? Because I figured he had the authority to tell me to go. And he goes, well, he should never have said that. And he handed back my paperwork. Don't do it again. And he went off. So that was an instance, I think the only time I've ever been pulled over where I was like, I'm not paying a fine for this because I didn't know. I really didn't know. Jesus is being pulled before the most powerful person in the province. And Pilate's job, he's got two jobs, keep the peace and execute justice. And right now there's a whole lot of angry people out in the courtyard and he's worried about revolt. And they've come in and they've, they've accused Jesus of things. And, and he's like, I've got to execute justice. So the first question Pilate asks, are you the king of the Jews? Now, the way it's written in Greek, it's more like Pilate is saying, you're the king of the Jews? Because he had a guy named Barabbas in his custody. And he was a zealot. We call him a terrorist. Right? And he was proud of that. And he was a hateful person, violent person. Yes, Colin? I'm just going to keep going. You can save your questions till later because I can't really hear, okay? Um, so he was so violent. Um, and then... You know, if, if he was in the room when Pilate came in, he'd be cursing and spitting and doing all kinds of things. But here's Jesus, relaxed, at peace. And he thinks, you know, if a terrorist is going to be this bad, surely a guy claiming to be king is going to be worse than that guy. But no, you're the king of the Jews? And Jesus, who's supposed to be being interrogated right now, yes, sir, no, sir, says, where'd you hear about me from? Is this your own idea, or did you hear it from somebody else? And Pilate is taken aback. He goes, do I look Jewish to you? The people who just turned you in told me what you did. Now you tell me what you did. So Jesus is totally at peace in this very tense situation. And Pilate just wants to know, are you a threat to Rome or not? Are you the kind of guy who's going to put... You know, IEDs on the side of the road. Are your people going to lead into insurrection? Or what's going on here? Jesus replied, My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jews. But now my kingdom is from another place. This past week, our prime minister joined the, pri the president of Mexico and the president of the United States for talks. Good news, right? And uh, one of the main concerns that Canadians have is this tax break that the Americans are going to give American car dealers for electric cars. This could really make things sticky for our production. And when I was listening to the commentary on this, somebody said when, when the states came up with this brilliant idea, they were thinking about themselves, not how it would impact Canadians, their friends to the north. But that's what nations are. 
They're people who think of us first, me first, all the time. And even when we, we give aid to other nations, it's so that there's stability, so that we're not as dangerous if we weren't to give aid. Right? We want, we think about ourselves. Jesus is here saying that my kingdom is not like that. That's not the way mine works. In Jesus' kingdom, the main principle is love God with all you are, love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus responds to Pilate's question, I'm not interested in challenging Roman rule. I don't have an army. And, um, and he's trying to say that his kingdom, he's trying to say that when he says that my kingdom now is not of this world, I kind of feel like a failure. It's like Jesus gave up, right? But that's not what Jesus is actually saying. He's saying my kingdom is not like this world. It is in this world. It is for this world, but it doesn't look like the other kingdoms in this world. I'm here to serve. I'm here to love. My kingdom is not a place of violence born of fear or insecurity, of selfishness or a quest for power. My kingdom is something else entirely. But he used the word kingdom. So Pilate's like, "Woo, you are a king then. And Jesus says, you are right in saying I'm a king. In fact, it's for the reason I was born was I came to this world to testify to the truth and everyone on the side of truth listens to me. How many people here have been watching uh, TV lately? You ever notice the commercials for toys just sort of ramp up this time of year? I heard that Christmas is coming. But do you ever notice that, that in those commercials, um, it might be a little action figure or something, and, and you know kids are playing with it? And it's not just the toy, right? They use sound effects. And they use graphics, and it's like that toy comes to life when you play with it, which isn't true, at least for most toys. <laughs> Things are different now with AI and all that. But, um, <laughs> uh, but you know, it just they make it look so amazing. But the truth is, it's a piece of plastic. The thing that gives toys any toy power is a child's imagination. And that's what makes it come to life. I think, at the best of times, that's what they're trying to capture in those commercials. At most, it's like, look, kids, this will happen exactly the way we present it. Isn't it great? When Pilate says, aha, you have a kingdom, you are a king, one beautiful way of translating this passage is, well, king is your word, not mine. That's how you describe it, not mine. And then Jesus says, the reason I came was to testify to the truth. The truth. The truth that God is God and we are not. The truth that we were created in love for love. That humans strayed from their calling and are lost in cycles of pain and conflict and death. That rescue has come in Jesus and that we are invited to experience abundant life in him. I was on the phone with someone on Friday and they were telling me, they said, do you, want, do you want to know what I've been learning in the Bible lately? I said, absolutely, tell me. And they said, uh, they said they have all their lives been trying to study God and to study the Bible and to study the faith, to understand it more. But just recently in their prayer, God has been pointing to them and saying, no, you need to know me not about me. You need to know me. 
and that's where you'll find peace. I have been really concerned. Um, well, what are we on, month 20? <laughs> I've been really concerned, especially this last fall, when I talk with people and look around, and I'm seeing fatigue like I've never seen before. I've seen anxiety like I've never seen before. And to be present with people in that is hard. It's hard not to pick it up. And somebody spoke um, back in the fall, a pastor, I don't even know where, what church it was, but she spoke about how instead of launching all of our um, uh, programs and all the events that we usually do uh, in the fall, she said we should not do that because people are beat up. And instead, she said, we need to invite people to gather and to rest. And then everything didn't go normal like we thought it would anyway, so it was a good thing. But this Advent, I want to invite you to come to evening services at 7 o'clock on Sundays. And these will be times, we're calling them Advent rest. And it'll be time to come and to just be still in the presence of God together to rest where there's quiet music and scripture reading and just a time to learn how to know Jesus and to be known by Jesus. Are you feeling exhausted? Are you feeling anxious or discouraged? Then spend time with Jesus in whatever way you can do it. This is one way I think we can do it together. Jesus was relaxed, secure, and we are invited into that same way of living. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much that you are king, and you are a king like no other. Please extend your reign over us that we might know your peace, that we might know your joy, that we might know you're refreshing. And Lord, so fill us that we may be your peacemakers and joy givers in this world. We ask this all in your name. Amen.